Rise and shine, rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets, Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And the Lincoln Journal stars, Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Welcome back to Hour 2 on a Monday. Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen, early break. Fun show so far. you got the podcast at theticketfm.com. A lot of discussion on this so-called Alabama Appreciation Day, as Sip has labeled this. It's not so-called. Don't qualify it. It's it's Alabama Appreciation Day. So-called Alabama Appreciation Day, <laughs> labeled by one person and one person only over there. I'm trying to think of something else I appreciate about Alabama. Um... Black shoes are cool. I like those. Old school. Really? Yeah. Um, they wear those black shoes. Just another Bryce Young, maybe. I mean, Bryce Young doesn't he doesn't get asked to run, but when he ran the other day, he ran he ran um, he made he was very decisive in the way he ran the ball. I appreciated that. Got into the end zone running the ball one time, fifteen yard touchdown. Scamper. Yep, I, appreciate, I appreciated that, and I appreciate Alabama to the hilt. They are an incredible organization, Jake. Incredible. And you have a chance to watch them as the number one overall seed in the playoff. Yeah, Alabama, number one. <laughs> Christmas came early for you, didn't it? Well, that, I, was, I just loved watching that game on Saturday. I mean, I'd, I, I was like Chris, caller Chris. I thought, mm, Georgia probably beat them. Um, and we'll see what happens. There could be it, it could really it could really create a controversial situation, but really no controversy with the top four in the college football playoff. R- really none, no controversy. No, no because uh, o- Oklahoma State's loss made it a lot easier for Cincinnati and Alabama's to, right. resounding yep. win. Yep, that made sense. Alabama putting forty-one on Georgia and winning so convincingly. Yeah, and the fact that Oklahoma State couldn't get in the end zone from the one. Um, we've seen that before. That was, yes. Pretty painful. That running back. I thought that running back was going to I thought that. he had it, too. It looked like he, they got outside, always going to get in. Nope. He, yeah. he dove a little too early, but he that probably kind of had to. Michigan uh, took care of a lot of issues uh, by by whooping Iowa 42-3. to So it's set. It's set. Alabama versus Cincy, 13.5-point favorite. Michigan versus Georgia. I imagine Georgia's a favorite. I don't know what that number is. I should because I was reading it yesterday. Georgia's favored. Um, I don't know what that – check that out real fast if you don't mind, and I'll try to get it. Georgia probably is a six-and-a-half point favorite. I'll say six-and-a-half. Seven-and-a-half. Seven-and-a-half. Seven-and-a-half point favorite for Georgia. Okay. Mm. Is that right? Ah, I mean, where, where, where would the simple line be I at? think Georgia wins by less than seven-and-a-half. That's what I it think. It opened at nine. That's it's tipped to seven and a half. Opened at nine. Well, it's, if it's Stetson Bennett back there yeah. against against yeah. Aiden Hutchinson and David Ojabo, they'll have problems. Now they have a risk. They have a Chris. No, anybody who watched that game knows. Gosh, Georgia has a tight end, a freshman Jake named Brock Bowers, and a true freshman. Now he he was he was taking over a lot of the second half as Georgia tried to rally. That's a freshman who yeah. Fedoni was rated ahead. Really? 
If Fedoni's better than Brock Bowers, oh, oh go. my God. I mean, that guy's a he's a physical wonder. He does not, Jake. He looks nothing. He looks ready for the NFL. Okay, we'll put it that way. I don't know if he's 18 or 19. He looks NFL ready as a true freshman. Check him out when you get a chance. Okay, I will. Um, okay, so regarding Michigan, you always do the comparison game for your own school when you think about the team that wins the conference in the yeah. Big Ten. And and I just want to look at Michigan real quick because Michigan last year, we all made fun of them for going two and four. They looked like they were just kind of lost last season. Two and four. Two and four. They didn't. They looked bad. Beat Rutgers in overtime. Triple overtime. Yeah, triple triple overtime, overtime to overtime. beat Rutgers. Needed overtime to beat Rutgers. They, Michigan goes into this season having lost six of its last eight games mm. overall. Six of its last eight. Yeah, that wasn't exactly momentum. No, it wasn't look at exactly momentum for and, Michigan. And I know what you're getting at. Go, go, go to it. Well, I just want to say this: Michigan started over this past offseason, and it worked out for them. Why can't that happen in Nebraska? Now, I'm not saying I expect Nebraska to be a playoff team next year. Uh, not, not at all. But I do think we saw a team this year in Nebraska. Of course, you're losing your quarterback for next year in Martinez. That, that's that's news, of course, for this team. And you're losing other guys on the team. But they were with all these teams. They were with all of them. They well, were with Michigan. They were with Ohio State. They were with Wisconsin and Iowa. They should have beat Iowa. Like, go back to what happened at Michigan in the offseason. Okay. Harbaugh signed his contract extension, but he got a big pay cut. And it's a contract that's laden with incentives. Sound familiar? Yes, it does. Took a big pay cut. Buyout. His buyout is $4 million, Jake. Jake, $4 million. That's it. That's it. It's not much. Okay. He he makes changes on his staff, including firing his defensive coordinator. Don Brown. You know I love. Yeah, I love I'm sorry love. about that. I know it didn't work out for Don. I know it didn't. So they hire Mike McDonald. as he, Okay, so they're doing this with a new defensive coordinator and two new assistants on defense and two new assistants on offense. I, I, I mean, it, it's sort of mixed because he shuffled up his staff and some guys – there was some confusion, but – Basically, five new staff members. Yep. Okay. Three on defense, including a defensive coordinator, Mike McDonald. He shuffled his staff. He came and made from the Ravens. Work. Yeah, came from the Ravens. His brother John, John Harbaugh, suggested him. Say, hey, Jim said, "Who should I hire?" He said, "Well, I got a guy here in Baltimore. Maybe you should hire him." Mm-hmm. And he's worked out great so far this year. Yeah. So he shuffled up that staff. Big changes, and and has Harbaugh made it work? which I know caught your eye because that tells you it can work. Now, it helps when you have Aiden Hutchinson on one end and David Ojabo on the other end of your defensive line, and you get a combined 25 sacks from those guys. Come on. I mean, th- so Michigan has advantages that Nebraska doesn't have, like Hassan Haskins um, at running back. And – I mean, they're they're more fortified up front, as Chris pointed out. But they had to make Jake. They had to make a big these big changes work quickly. Quickly, same situation. Now, a little different than in Harbaugh's in season seven. This is season seven for Harbaugh. Okay, yeah. little different too because he won more. Well, he's been in bowl games. Yeah, he won except more except for last year. Yeah, he. Um, they, I mean, they, they were close to being a playoff team a couple years ago when Dwayne Haskins and company 2018, right? They were they were 
Ten and three, eight and one in the Big Ten. Um, yeah, I, they they faltered late, I guess. Well, they they lost like, to yeah. uh, they lost the bowl game and to Ohio State. Right, they were they had a chance to be a playoff team. But what if I mean Harbaugh? Yeah, I mean I got to tell you, just I, I I hate to say this on Alabama Appreciation Day at the ticket, <laughs> but it would be really interesting if if Harbaugh won it all. I mean, it would really be think about just from an intrigue standpoint. Wow, Michigan. Michigan just got it done. Michigan, the all-time leader in victories in college football, now finally gets that national championship, right, it, which they haven't won since ninety-seven. Seven. It, right. it, but it gives you hope. That's what it gives. Yes, it it gives other. You know, if Alabama wins it all, the, the, the hope's gone again. If Michigan wins, wow, a lot of teams out there have hope. That yeah. team was bad. The last, you know, they were bad last year. They Good were point. terrible. Good point. They have been okay, but not great. The Jim Harbaugh tenure—they've been—they've been fine. Yeah, they—they've won ten that games. Gives th- you hope. They've won ten games three times under Harbaugh. Eight games in 2017, and nine and and nine and two not nine in 2019. But again, they had lost six of their last eight games overall going into this season. You're right. That's exactly right. It gives you hope. It gives Nebraska hope. Uh, the, yeah, we we need more teams around the country to. to just have hope and believe they can do it. Michigan can provide that. Cincinnati and Michigan can provide that. Now Georgia has not won a title. They they've been in the conversation. I guess no, they won a title back in the yeah. Day. I'm, I'm saying like recently. Yeah. it's been a long. They won time. a title when Herschel Walker was there. Yeah. I think it was eighty they, or. 81. It has been a long time. They yeah. have been in the conversation for many years. Yeah. They just have not won it recently. Yeah, and Kirby got tattooed by Nick on Saturday. Wasn't yeah. that awesome? Yeah. Alabama Appreciation Day. Um, tattooed. Yeah, I hate to say I'm rooting for Michigan because that feels weird Michigan in how I Georgia? use how I usually. No, I, I am definitely rooting for that. I am definitely rooting for Michigan to beat Georgia. I guess I'd root for them to beat Alabama. So I, I guess my team, if it's not Cincinnati, is Michigan. This playoff. Yeah, I'm interested. I mean, I think I think the playoffs interesting. Um, but back to back to Michigan. Um, yeah, I mean, you can definitely. I I don't know. Maybe people would bite back on this a little bit but I think you can definitely draw parallels with Michigan and Nebraska with what Frost is doing right now replacing four staff members four that we you know four right now that 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 conversation can evolve too um there you never know what you're going to lose but um yeah that there's a parallel there and I mean there's a parallel simply that Harbaugh had to win this year. Yeah, <laughs> and he won. Yeah, he won. He sure won in a big way. Yeah, he got it going. He changed some things. Um, but and now, now Kaz is writing in uh, Rick Kaczynski saying it's not the same. Michigan had those ten win seasons that Nebraska has not. That, that's sniffed. true. No, it's, he's that's right. No, he's right in that. Yeah, they have not sniffed that. But there was this this in the whole, last five years. Yeah, but there's the whole conversation that, that Harbaugh can't get it done. That was a real conversation. Everyone said he just can't do it. He can't, and he flipped. His, he can't get over Ohio State. He can't get over. He can't win the big one. And he he did it. He changed his. He changed the coordinator like Frost is doing. Yes. He changed the coordinator. He changed his defensive coordinator. They. That's a big move. Changed two other positions on defense. Um, shuffled his staff up, and made it work quickly. Made it work quickly. So yeah, kudos to kudos to Jim. And you're right; it does give other teams hope, including Nebraska. Yeah, I, I, I have to think if you're a Nebraska fan out there this morning listening and and, and you know thinking about Michigan, yeah, we, you had every chance to beat them in Lincoln. That team, that team could win the national title. They, they are two wins away from winning the national championship this year, mm-hmm. and you 
had a, an epic battle with them in Lincoln. It was a, it was a great football game. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it wasn't like the, I don't think Nebraska fluked their way into into competing in that game. They had some great plays offensively. The defense played well enough to keep them in the game. Obviously, thirty two points is was oh, Frost is one of Frost's better coach games the, the, since the, he's been here. No, the third quarter yeah. was hands down, no questions asked. Not, it's a fact, not even an opinion. That was his best coach quarter of his entire Nebraska career. Oh, it was even that, that third quarter was incredible. He dialed Nebraska it up. scored twenty two points in the third quarter. Yeah, he dialed it up. He, I mean, he and they were patient because they got blanked in the first quarter, right? Right. Yeah, but or, excuse first, me, first, first half. half. Yeah, they first half. Was at halftime. Yeah, so you wondered what the hell's going on here, but but they were confident. They had stuff. They were setting up certain things. It took a little bit, and then you know, like play action. The the play action to Austin Allen. Yeah, beautiful. They, they knew they could get that. That they Harbaugh knew they could get thought that. was was some sort of illegal thing in the backfield. Right. So so Michigan this season was strong right out of the gate. Okay, right out of the gate. Remember they beat Washington, which turned out to be yep. not a very good team. Thirty one. They, they to 10. blasted a good Northern Illinois team that just won the MAC. Yeah, won sixty three to ten. They won that game. Yeah, Northern Illinois won nine games this year. You're right. Yeah, they blasted them. Now they struggled with Rutgers. In Ann Arbor, remember that? I, I remember predicting that. Yeah, they struggled with Rutgers 20-13, to 13, but yeah. then they went to Wisconsin and walloped Wisconsin 38-17, to 17, Michigan. Yep. Then struggled with Nebraska. Beat them. Right. They, and, you know, then, you know, midway through the season, lost that game to Michigan State 37-33. to 33. That's their only loss. And they've been pretty strong down the stretch. Um, well, pretty strong in that they won – an epic, epic, memorable game at Michigan Stadium against the Ohio State, forty-two to twenty-seven. And thinking about the one loss Michigan had, they they should have won. They were beating Michigan State and they blew it late. Well, I think right? yeah, they were up. They, they were I up. think they're up thirty. I think they're up thirty-three to seventeen. Is that right? I, I don't know. What the, I don't know. I'll check they it were out. they were up double digits though, and they yeah. blew it late. They could have had an undefeated season. Yeah. So, so real strong. Real strong coaching job by Harbaugh. Having to change up his staff, new defensive coordinator, and still flipping it fast. I mean, got it going fast. So, yeah, it you can do it. There's an example. Again, though, where it breaks down with Nebraska is Nebraska does not have an Aiden Hutchinson. It does not have a David Ojebo. It does not have a Hassan Haskins. It does not have a Daxton Hill. Um, they, they don't have no. those guys. So, it's it breaks down a little bit. Uh, from, we'll get to Brandon in a second on the phones, but from the text line, Sip, Corey, our Corey says this. Jake predicted a lot of Rutgers close games this season. I think the only one that actually happened was the Michigan game being close. Yeah, you like some Rutgers. You like yourself some I like Rick Sciotto. You right, know what, Corey? Brandon. I was right in that game, though, but they did not yeah, win. We, we got to get out of the prediction business because we're both horrible. Brandon. Brandon, you're on early break. Go ahead. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good, Brandon. Thanks I'd for calling. I'd say good. How are you doing, Brandon? Oh, not too bad. Ready to start the week off strong. Yeah, uh, that, that a boy. It, uh, it, the whole Jim Harbaugh thing is kind of funny because you're comparing him to Nebraska, but it as much time as Harbaugh has gotten up there at Michigan, it kind of makes you want – I know that they, they really like him, the alum, I get that, but – Seven years it took him to get to this point. And the amount of four- and five-star players that Michigan brings in on a year-in, year-out basis and the lack of development or what they got out of those players 
the past six seasons, yeah, they won games, but they didn't win the big games. It, it kind of surprised me that, you know, that he was held on to. But, you know, they know what they're doing up there and more power to them. I think the funny thing about the whole Big Ten championship game is you had a, a nine, what, nine and two, ten and two team and a three and nine team played Michigan better than they did. And that's, it, it, I get it, it may be a matchup. It, it, that may have been totally what it is. Nebraska let the ball loose and they, they were opening the playbook up and, and their matchups may have been better than what Iowa had against Michigan. Um, I think the college football playoff committee is, yes. was just was just salivating for this opportunity for Alabama to come in and, and knock Georgia off so that they could let that group of five team in and say, here we go, fellas, we're going to pitch you against Alabama and Nick Saban, and we're going to prove our point as to why no – no group of five teams should be ever allowed in the college football playoff wow, again. Granted, I, I, oh. I really, I really, you can't tell me that that there isn't a little, a little bit of uh, of that going on. Said, you know, they just it was either going to be them or Georgia that they were going to potentially put them up against, and I really think that's the case. And maybe I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. My, my main question for you guys is when you guys were looking at the way that these college coaches' contracts are are being structured you know 12 15 million dollars how are programs like iowa wisconsin grant i know wisconsin's a strong football program but ones like those that have a coach that's there for years and years and years and they sign a lifetime contract like parents has how are they going to end up trying to keep those coaches around are they going to be willing to fork over that kind of money? Oh, uh, when they're gone? Is uh, is he talking about like when Ferentz is gone? Um, I don't know. I don't know how I will handle that when Ferentz is gone. They'll pay market value for a. They'll 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 have to pay market value for a great coach. And if they're going to go get a, come on, Jake, help me out. Who Iowa. I, yeah. I mean, I think Jay Norvell gets mentioned there a yeah, lot. Yeah, he does. They wouldn't have to. They wouldn't have to empty the vault for Jay Norvell. They wouldn't. Um, Billy Napier just got about seven million a year at Florida. Seven million a year, which we now thumb our nose at. Yeah, oh, he just got seven million a year. <laughs> Billy low. Napier got seven million yeah. a year. I don't really even know what the Venables' money is yet at Oklahoma. We'll have to see. We'll have to look at that. Yeah, I haven't. Seen, I didn't see the figures. Never been yet. a head coach. Never been I a head know, coach. I know, but it's Oklahoma though. Billy Napier never been a Power Five head coach. No. So I don't. What would what would Iowa do? It depends. It depends on who they're going after. I think the Bob Stoops thing is. I think that ship has sailed. I don't think Bob Stoops would be going to Iowa or anywhere. I think he's done. Um, but anyway, yeah, I don't know. Iowa can pay Brandon. That's what I'd say. Iowa can pay what it what it needs to pay. I saw something hilarious yesterday. Uh, I didn't I didn't watch the video, but there was a screenshot of you know Oklahoma's playing Oregon in the bowl game. Yes, and there. Cristobal and Bob Soups were, were both talking in this conference call. They both like did not answer any questions at all, apparently, because Stoops is an interim because he's not. The, and then and Cristobal is like, is he going to stick around? Is he going to be here or not? It was, I don't know what's going to happen. That's comedic. It was. That is it, the fact they have both these guys doing. Um, yeah, I saw that too. You saw it. Yeah, Cristobal is a lame duck. Yep. No pun intended. <laughs> I, I mean. <laughs> 
I mean, he's not a. I mean, he's not a lame duck in this. Pun sense. intended. Yeah, pun intended. Pun intended. In that he's struggling, but he's in negotiations with Miami, which are published. And by the way, I, we sort of misspoke, or I misspoke earlier, when I said, "Who does that? Who negotiates with another coach while they have a sitting head coach?" Well, what I'm suggesting is okay. That does happen, but it usually it doesn't happen publicly, right? I think it happens. They're sitting head coaches, and the AD behind the scenes is has an agent or whoever a go between, th- looking at other coaches, maybe even reaching out to other coaches through their people. But this is way different. I right? think that's when it's obvious you have to fire a coach. Like if you've got a coach that's you got one game to go and it, they're four and seven, yeah, you might go negotiate for a new coach there. But if you have somebody that went seven and five, like Manny Diaz did in Miami, it's, it's not obvious you got to fire him, right? But there's but the you know the Miami Herald's reporting that there's negotiations with Crystal Ball, yep. right? Yep. And Crystal Ball's got to make a decision, and and meanwhile Manny Diaz has the head is out recruiting. That's not awkward at all, is it? And his assistants yeah. too. The whole yeah. staff. It's not. They might all be gone. It's not handled well. Now, I'd like to hear what Miami, like their administration, would say in rebuttal. They might say, well, it's because the, it got leaked. You know, maybe the, they didn't obviously intend it that, that it would get leaked, or sometimes they do intend that it gets leaked. Who knows? Um, do you know, by the way, how old Brent Venables is? Got a guess there? Yeah, Brent Venables must be about my age. I'm going to say he's 57. It's only 50. God. He, oh, I know. That seems like Someone just texted in, and I confirmed, yeah, they said, that's guy even surprised Jake. Yeah, yeah. For the guy who does not get surprised me, I am surprised that he's only 50 years yeah, old. Yeah, I would guess he's my age. I'm and, 55. I would guess he's a little older than me. 50. All right. still don't see a salary number there. We'll see if I can he find needs, something He like needs that. all the youthful vigor he can muster as he gets ready for the SEC and gets ready to follow in the footsteps of Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley made a great move to get out of there. Great move. Great move. Now he can go dominate in the Pac-12, right? Maybe dominate. I, I expect that. Hey, by the way, speaking of Pac-12, I see that UCLA is on the list of teams that might be interested in young Adrian Martinez. Makes sense. Yeah, I've seen Cal, UCLA, UCF, and Louisville. But Kansas State. Yeah, he was at Kansas State this weekend. He was at Kansas State this weekend. His girl, girlfriend plays soccer there. But I think... The transfer portal tour for Adrian Martinez is not over. I don't think it is, yeah. He's going to have plenty of suitors out there. More next on Early Break on the Ticket.